if you're not making yourself stand out, whether it's with your personality, moving with integrity, mm. if you're not doing something to make you stand out, it was going to make somebody say, hey, I want to, you know, I want to do business with this person over this person. You have to have something that makes you stand out, being that a lot of people are in the industry. But I say, like, people want free information. If they, if you could get them something for free that can help them, more than likely they're going to come back and buy your services. This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. What's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got D'Angelo Watson in the house, aka Elo the Plug. I'm talking business funding, credit specialist, partner of Tramway Trucking. Man, when it comes to credit, when it comes to business, when it comes to funding, this is the man y'all want to tap into. D'Angelo, welcome to the show, man. We appreciate you. What's goody? What's goody, man? Let's go, man. I appreciate you for having me on, man. Let's get into it. Let's, let's just go ahead and get into it. Yeah, big time, big time. And there's so much to chop up in today's episode from a lot of different vantage points. But, you know, first thing I want to say is thank you for how you've positioned yourself and the knowledge you've accumulated. Because that's what's going to be poured into others that's what's going to be poured into the community especially people that begin to pay attention to you people that tap into you uh entrepreneurs business owners coaches you know people that are out here and you know the question i wanted to ask is that you know i read something from vantage that you know i think it was high school or college and your mom was like hey make sure you get these credit cards and you use them properly. And from there, you know, you started um, taking her advice. And, you know, of course, we're all young at that point. So, you know, there's still a lot of learning to do. But just talk to us a little bit about like the upbringing, and, you know, kind of like how you started getting into credit or kind of like, you know, what were some of the things that kind of caught your uh, interest early on? So I will say I'm, I probably had a slight advantage being that my mom knew somewhat about credit because, you know, a lot of um, a lot of people our age, our parents, they told us don't really mess with credit well, for whatever reason. But I ended up opening up a couple of credit cards when I was in high school, not high school, college. But I didn't understand why I was doing it. I was just doing it because my mom told me she was like, get some credit, um, credit cards and start building your credit score. So that's what I did. But fast forward from college, that was like 2012. I got my first credit cards. Um, fast forward up to I'm graduating, working in corporate America. I didn't really start understanding like the value of credit mm. until I started educating myself on how other people are making money off of credit. Because at first, I was just looking at a credit card as something to use whenever I don't have the cash available. Wow. Um, just to cover like, you know, regular expenses and things of that nature. But it was a mindset shift. Um, on how corporations, entrepreneurs use credit to start up businesses and to help scale their businesses up without mm-hmm. having to use their own cash. So that's what kind of really changed the mindset around credit for me. And I started looking at credit as capital instead of just looking at it as a as an emergency fund. Um, so that I would say just along those years, just having knowledge, um, going through messing up with credit cards, 
um, and just learning things. That's what really kind of yeah. my experience is really what helped me to shift my mindset around credit. And you know what's crazy? You said here that one of your coworkers introduced you to uh, a blog called Mr. Money Mustache. Mm -hmm. And you know what's crazy? I read Mr. Money Mustache basically on a day-to-day -day basis. You, that was a game changer. That blog, like, for anybody out there listening, if you just want to learn more about investing and just stock market investing and just learning how to be more frugal with your money, Check out that blog, man. It's, it's a lot of hidden yeah. Let me Let me pull up my bookmarks, man, so y'all can't say that, man. That's, look, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's a number six bookmark. Each time, every day I read anything from him, what I do is that I go ahead. You see that? Yep. Mm -hmm. I go ahead. I bookmark the next page and I read it because he was so frugal. He was so intelligent when it comes to money, putting mm -hmm. it in his stocks how he disciplined his groceries and like everything he did across the board was all about like maximizing and like making his money work for him. And I just never saw that kind of intensity and, you know, uh, commitment to something like that from anywhere else. And, you know, right. it's, it's kind of crazy some of the things he did, but in the long run, you know, it always, it, it made sense. And I think him coming from like an engineering background and, you know, came out from Canada and he, so it's like if you play those cards right imagine being like 30s in your 30s in retirement people looking at you like what's he smoking on <laughs> but it's definitely possible he showed us <clears throat> he showed us that it was possible like when i was in corporate america mm -hmm. i had dreams to be the ceo you know be an executive or whatever at the fortune 500 companies but i quickly realized that wasn't that wasn't really gonna be the case um if it was i was gonna have to do a lot of um you know things i didn't want to do like a lot of attending happy hours and all that type of stuff so that's what kind of shifted my focus towards um finding ways outside of my job to make money and my coworker recommended that mr money mustache and what was because you know what's interesting whenever i talk to people and they have like a corporate america background and not too many um people in our community do have that background but for you was it like a whole new world you're like oh man like these people they move a certain kind of way and you were able to absorb a lot of gems like uh what what industry within corporate america were you a part of and kind of like how was that experience so i was in the telecommunication field <clears throat> and i'm actually still working the same job so i started back in 2015 and i still work on the job but i would say it, it was definitely a shift going from the hbcu i graduated from north carolina A&T. Into hey. corporate it was definitely a shift but i did I, I have gained a lot of a lot of skills and things from being in corporate america in terms of professionalism how to speak to people you know how to write emails using different systems getting better with using the computer and things of that nature so and just learning how to maneuver through different cultures because um, everybody comes from different backgrounds so i do um that corp corporate america definitely it gives you some skill sets that you can transfer into your entrepreneurship and your business ownership journey big time big time now you said uh a family tragedy prompted you to transfer uh your job to atlanta in 2016 and you had to move in with your mom and sis how, how was that situation like how did that impact you kind of like moving forward so i was a little uh, it, it was like a blessing and a curse because me living in dallas i was far away from all my family and friends so when the tragedy happened um i was excited to move back 
um, to the East Coast. But the only thing is, you know, you're 20, I was 23 at the time, living with my mom again, you know, I, it's like you going backwards, but really, sometimes you have to take a step back to go forward. And that's essentially what happened. Um, so during that time, you know, me and my mom and my sister, you know, we were, you know, we, we were making it work. So I was helping her with bills. We were sharing the bills. Um, we were helping each other save money. And I was able to get out of the credit card debt that I had accumulated while I was living out on my own, as well as um, save, saved up a nice, decent amount of an emergency fund. And then just being in Atlanta, um, just the atmosphere. I don't know if you ever been to Atlanta, but just being like in that environment, like excellence all the way. So like just being in that environment, even in the corporate world, like I would have coworkers that were starting up businesses or thinking about starting up businesses. So it was a whole nother like atmosphere. And that kind of catapulted me into starting to look into different things such as Turo mm. um, and what. So it was, it was definitely, it was different, you know, moving back home. I, had, I hadn't been home in over five years. So me living back at home was definitely, um, you know, it, it made me, it humbled me. Um, but it was worth it because it came out, I came out, you know, without a lot of debt and things of that nature. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Do you feel as if you being in that situation whereby you're splitting rent and kind of, you know, you're coming in as a man and, and, and taking care of the responsibilities around that that forced your mindset and kind of like shifted you into like more responsibility and like, OK, let me be strategic. Let me surround myself with the right kind of people, because you're right. Being young in Atlanta, it can go a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? And um, you're right. There's so much black excellence in Atlanta. People are, are starting up uh, credit repair businesses, hair salons, you know, you know, uh, fleets. You know, there's everything under the sun that you can really think of, from supplements to you know, uh, studios, you know, to uh, um, buildings, real estate. So, being in that environment, how did you how did you maneuver? you know and keep certain kind of people around you because you know they say you are a combination of like you know the the, close, the five closest people that you surround yourself with so kind of like what was your mindset maneuvering within that atlanta space so i i really because i didn't know a lot of people i gravitated towards making friendships outside of work with my coworkers. so there were a few coworkers that i um really hung out with during the week and on the weekends and um, they were the people that had businesses or were thinking about starting businesses. So just having that type of conversations consistently, um, that really helped, you know, build up my mindset as well. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we still had fun while we were talking business and things of that nature. So it, you, you hit on it like you really want to surround yourself with the right people. You know, I could have easily I could have easily picked a different group of friends and my life may not have been the same that it is today. So I that that's I was strategic about it, about making certain friends um in Atlanta to help me because I, I knew what my goal was. I wanted to create more income outside of my nine to five job. Nah, that's super, super powerful. And you know, you, you talk here about the financially fit blueprint. And it seems like this is something that you know you're pushing heavily it's something that you know when people think of that they think of you but what is financially fit you know blueprint and 
talk about the early beginnings of that, like early, early before it is what it is today. Man, financially fit blueprint is a lifestyle. So it's, it's, it's all about financial literacy. Everything boils down to that in terms of business, in terms of personal finance. You have to have a solid understanding of financial literacy. And I would say it started back in college. Um, I, I got like I got life insurance, mm-hmm. and when I opened up the life insurance plan, they introduced me to a budget, and that was the very first time I ever wrote down a budget. But writing down that budget, it helped me to be better with my money. So I started realizing that um, having a budget, you know, could really help you with your money management and increase or increase your cash flow. So it, it really started when I was in school and it just continued. I just continued to keep learning. I was read books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, all of those different type of um, personal finance books, looked at different YouTube channels, started following different people on Instagram and actually implementing the information. So it's one thing to get information. It's another thing to execute on the information. So I started really implementing some of these principles that I was learning along my journey. And I was big on sharing things. So anytime I get information and I feel like it's valuable, like it helps, it helped my lifestyle. I want to share that with other people. So I started out um, just sharing different personal finance tips, different mindset tips on my Instagram. And I coined it financially fit Friday. So every Friday I would put out different finance tips. And over the course of, I'm going to say two years, I received a lot of feedback. So there were people telling me, Hey, you know, these posts have really helped me to think more, you know, think better about money. It's helped me to start budgeting, saving money. And a few people started telling me, Hey, you need to figure out a way to monetize this. And the whole time I didn't know, you know, I I couldn't really figure out how to monetize it because all I was doing was just sharing information. So I finally figured out um, I wanted to be a consultant. So at Mm -hmm. first I wanted a consultant and I created these different plans that would be based on whatever my client's need was. So whether they need to help with the budget, saving, paying off debt, building credit, getting started in the stock market. I created these different plans But after a while, what I ended up doing was putting all of those plans that I had created into a book form. And that's what birthed the Financially Fit Blueprint. Wow. And I I think one of the most powerful things, you know, and we've seen this more and more is like people that have uh, integrity, you know, that really want to see people win. Because, you know, you got the other side whereby people just trying to hit a quick lick or put on a fake persona just to get money out of people. Or, you know, they're not really, you know, in it to really see people win. They're just trying to stack their pockets and eat off a plate. And with you, it's like the opposite whereby you're giving out so much game and you're really just trying to help people financially. And I think that's what we need to see more and more because at the end of the day, if you as an individually have a financial IQ and your understanding of the financial systems and like you're saying budgeting and credit and things like that, you not only set yourself up, but you set generations, you know, down the line up too as well. And, you know, whenever I hear things like this, I always see, I'm like, man, should be doing conferences, you know, um, doing tours, you know, extending and showing that uh, brand awareness outside 
so that more and more people can tap into it. Because I know there's one thing about our community that sometimes if it don't almost look like a rap video, they're not really going to pay attention to it on a level that maybe they should, you know, because if look at the blog, you know, Mr. Money Mustache, that's like the most boring presentation, uh, brown with some green highlights and a whole yeah. bunch of text. And it's interesting because um, the last couple of, I mean, I've noticed this for a while, but, you know, dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs and running their ads and, you know, seeing what converts and what doesn't. There was one, uh, one of the clients we worked with, KR, and we were like, um, he, he has one of his real uh, lessons on how to become a multimillionaire because he became a multimillionaire through real estate. And that got like 70 likes, maybe 11 comments. And then there's another one where he's just dancing, you know, just, you know, acting a little bit of a fool, talking about how he retired and not really giving out much game. But that one got like almost 300 likes and 70 plus comments. So it's like this switch whereby if it looks flashy, you know, especially our type of people, that's what we more pay attention to. But, you know, if it looks like, man, like this is knowledge, like in a book form or like something, how do you yourself kind of like, you know, navigate and um, pay attention to be like, you know what, even though this isn't, you know, flashy, this is the right, because you said rich dad, poor dad, what other kind of books were you kind of like tapping into it? And how did you stay in that mindset of, I got to keep on learning, I got to keep on uh, sinking my teeth and digesting this uh, knowledge and information? Yeah, so um, definitely Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, there was a couple of other books. I, I got a list of books. I wish I had them with me. Um, you probably read so many, they, they blurred into... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm having some of them. I'm having a brain fart right now, but uh, The Power of Habit, mm. that's a good book. Big. Uh, 48 Laws of Power, read that book. The The Four Agreements, I think that's Ooh, the name okay. of it. Yep. Yeah, that's a good book. Um, a, lot, a lot of it wasn't really like money-based books. It was more so like principles and um, things of that nature. There was another book, I can't remember the name of it, but... His name was, I think his name was Kim, Kimbre, Kimbro. He wrote a wait, book. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Kimbro, is that um, Think and Grow Rich, the black edition? Yeah, that was a, that was like a game changer for me too. Think and Grow Rich, um, a black choice. So he wrote that, that was a good book. Um, I recommend that one. Yeah, it's a few others. I just can't remember the names of them off the top of my head. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of good ones out. Um, you know, and it's interesting now, you know, what have you started seeing within, you know, the the culture and the economy and people? Because it seems you've been doing this and kind of shaping in your mindset and absorbing the knowledge and not only that, but really implementing it, you know, taking leaps and really, you know, pushing forth. How have you kind of seen like the consultations and what people are requesting from you? Like, how's your how's your day to day, especially when it comes to dealing with, you know, either clients or people that are interested in your services? You know, are, are people coming like, hey, man, I look, I need some credit repair. A lot of people come in, hey, man, look, I need to get this business funding up and jumping, man. Like, you, you, you seem like you know what you're doing. Let's connect. Yeah. So pretty much I still work my nine to five. So um, that takes up the first half of my day. Um, and then after that, I start focusing on 
um, FFB. So that's the consultations, um, the phone calls, the text messages. That's me answering people's questions. But yeah, a lot of people come to me about fixing their personal credit um, because a lot of people are, if they're following me, they know that they need their personal credit fixed in order to really get business credit um, by personal guarantee, personal guaranteeing the business credit, which means you put your social um, on the business credit card application. So a lot of people trying to get business funding now, especially with the pandemic, um, they want to, they, they need the capital. Um, you know, that's one of the main the main reasons that businesses fail is due to a lack of capital. So a lot of people are trying to get capital for their business endeavors. So that's what a lot of people are asking me for. Um, so a lot of times they're either need to help with credit repair, uh, whether they're going to do it themselves or they want me to do it. So I have products for both, whether you want to do it yourself or whether you want me to do it. And then with the um with structuring your credit. So you also have to add positive accounts. So I have a free credit builder list that I'll give clients, but that's for the most part, what people are asking. They're wanting the um, business funding or they want to get their personal credit right, whether for whatever they want, whether it's a home buying, home buying purchase, car purchase and things of that nature. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of dope because the internet, you know, Instagram, social media, it, it's, I remember like 10, almost 15 years ago, you know, there was nothing over at all. Like it, nobody was getting on the internet. It wasn't like this, but we see this collaboration, you know, and we see this uh, explosion. And I think we were even talking about this earlier, whereby, you know, entrepreneurs are becoming the new rock stars. You know, they're becoming the new rappers, the new, you know, athletes, because People are like, yo, they get into the bag and now that. And I think I saw a quote or like a tweet earlier today. And it was like, I stopped listening to uh, some rapper after I realized they wasn't giving me the game plan, you know, to financial freedom and generational wealth. But they were, you know, stacking money in the pockets for me listening. Not to say, you know, one shouldn't have the enjoyment in there. Thing, but it's like whatever you pay attention to that's what you become you know that's what you manifest in your life and it, it's kind of fascinating to see we're seeing these super especially black women you know the one b marie judy booty you know tc atkinson you know uh there's so many like Ron Brown, Ronnie Brown you know and even on the, on the male side too as well you know from the him 500s, the Neo David, you know, the um, Trapper's Weight. There's so many, you know, entrepreneurs that are out here and the creativity too as well. You know, a lot of times we're seeing things like, oh man, like that's dope. <laughs> Yo, they, they all switching it up. But, you know, and for you to be a part, you're like Gumroad, you know, mentorship. How has that, you know, interaction and, you know, putting yourself out there in a way whereby you can benefit. How has that journey been like for you? So it's definitely, I really wasn't expecting um, to go into the digital space like that, but the ebook is really what kind of launched everything. So once, once I did that, I did a few, um, I did a few marketing things. So like there's ways where you could pay different pages to market your services. That's what really drew a lot of traffic to my page last year. Mm. And a lot of people started DMing me, started booking consultations. And that's how I started building out my clientele for everything. So I've, I've dealt with 
you know, people that want me to work miracles. I've dealt with people that are realistic and they, you know, they know it takes time to build something of value. So with their credit, you know, they know it takes time. So um, just learning to deal with different types of personalities and just being open to learning things. Because uh, being that I'm a new entrepreneur, I, I have a lot of things I don't know. And there's people that come to me with questions that I don't know. So I try to research, like I'll do research, see if I can figure some things out. But it's definitely been a, a, a journey, to say the least. Um, you know, it, it's just beginning, so I'm excited to see what's to come. Um, but yeah, like you said, info, I call it edutainment, infotainment. That, that's definitely the wave. Um, that's definitely the wave now. So like mixing in a little bit of entertainment um, or a little bit of flashiness or whatever with good information is really what's drawing people into the educators and the coaching fields and things of that nature. Nah, and you, you are 100% on the point. Um, you know, and it's crazy. When I'm running ads for clients or webinars or challenges, course sales, ebook sales, or, you know, anything that's online, you know, it's always the ones that have a little bit of like, you know, like little, you know, little dance or a little, you know, flash to it that, you know, those always give us like the best conversion rates or, you know, the lowest cost for link click or, you know, the lowest cost for result. And I think it's human nature, you know, and we're so bombarded with media that um, for you to, and think about why reels exist. Think about why TikTok exists. That's all just a manifestation of, you know, what we've grown accustomed to in terms of like our media consumption. And it's going to be crazy to even see it like five years moving forward or like maybe seven to 10 years, you know, like what media consumption is going to look like then. Um, so now nah, definitely. And even it's, it's, it's fascinating because we're seeing these powerhouse brands that are starting to be built that are coming up out of the dirt that it's maintaining a stronghold you know um and financial services you know i think is one of those things that you know as time goes on and the question i have for you is like you know there's <laughs> i remember uh there was a joke they said that um the time when OnlyFans got uh, banned, they were like that. We're not be taking out everything pornographic. We're not doing that anymore. And then they say there's there's finna be a lot of credit repair specialists popping up, you know, left and right. Uh, and how do you see kind of like, you know, one of the things that people talk is saturation. You know, there's a hey, oh, they doing this, they doing this, they doing this, they doing the same thing, they doing the same thing, they doing the same thing. It's like all coming out at once. Well, when you look at um, those that are within the field, you know, what are some of the things that you notice that differentiate the ones that are exceeding? They're like at the top of the game. You know, they're really either leading the movement or they're just picking up incredible momentum and keeping it pushing versus those that, you know, falling off or here today, gone tomorrow or something ain't just right like what what are some some of the things that you notice in your industry so i would say like in terms of the internet um because you have people that don't really market on the internet but they they have a strong word of mouth presence and they their business is excelling um but in terms of the internet i would say people that are results driven so 
um, there's a few people who share they're, they're transparent they share results of their clients um, they share information that a lot of credit repair people don't share um, and they're just transparent that's that's what I'm seeing that wins because a lot of people like you said they do credit repair so if you're not making yourself stand out whether it's with your personality uh, with being moving with integrity or um, you know just responding to people mm-hmm. if you're not doing something to make you stand out it was going to make somebody say hey I want to you know I want to do business with this person over this person you have to have something that makes you stand out being that a lot of people are in the industry um but i say like people that are results driven value driven um you're moving with integrity you're being honest you know you're not trying to sell them a dream um and things of that nature that's really what's separating the people on on instagram the people that are showing their results versus the people who aren't really uh, showing anything they may just be showing like flashiness and maybe an 800 score and things of that nature but they're not really giving you much value information people want free information if they if you could get them something for free that can help them more than likely they're going to come back and buy your services yeah definitely and it's interesting to see the um the developing and the building of relationship over a period of time because you know and i feel like it's the point whereby you know people come they can follow you initially you might be selling a whole bunch of things but they're gonna watch you they're gonna watch you for some time and then like you know a lot of the clients i speak to they talk about especially when we're doing accelerated uh growth campaigns for them they'll talk about like yo you know yeah i gained uh tens of thousands of followers but it's always that compound effect whereby people be like, oh yeah, I was watching you for three months. I want to set up a one-on-one. I want to set up a consultation. Like, because they feel as if they seen enough to trust. But even it's kind of fascinating because it's like, even as you're posting content, you're, you're building relationships with people you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's big ups because at the same time, we also see the point whereby with people there's so much in I, we live in you know the age of information overload um everybody's got a course you know everybody's got uh ebook everybody's got you know a channel everybody's got a page so it's how how, how does one separate themselves how does one stand out from amongst the pack how does one you know show a certain demeanor or a certain um angle that is able to draw those masses attentions, you know, and keep that momentum moving forward. Because that's one thing that, and we can see that the, the creativity or kind of like, you know, the the angle sometimes at which people come. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Like you said earlier, when it's uh, value driven or, you know, when it's results driven, you know, they boom, 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 boom. We really try to get this value out. Boom, we really try to see the people that are following me you know, get the get the results. Um, let's let's dive into credit, man, a little bit more, man. Let's why, do it. <laughs> <laughs> why why is credit something that it don't seem like a lot of black, you know, especially in the, it don't seem like it's really talked about that much. You know what I'm saying? Especially like when you look at the broad masses. Why why is that? I feel like 
I feel like it, it's sort of similar to like the stock game. How a lot of us haven't really learned about stocks like that until maybe like the past decade. And I feel like credit is somewhat the same way. A lot of us don't really, we haven't really been educated on credit because that's the first thing you have to have the education. A lot of us never had the education. We've just heard of people that use credit and they they just had a bad experience. So a lot of people, they don't really talk about it maybe because they don't know it or because they don't really have the education. So it really starts with the education. But I feel like nowadays, um, people, they don't really value credit because they look at people that have credit as, well, they look at people that use credit as somebody that may be broke. Mm. And people don't want to be associated with broke. So if they see somebody using credit, they may think, oh yeah, they probably ain't got no money. That's why they use using credit. Yeah. But that's why I think it's important to shape people's mind, mind and educate them on how you can really use credit to start up a business. Mm. Like you can use credit to make money, even on a simple level as just getting a cash back credit card. Like for example, let example, let's say you get a a city double cash credit card. They give you two percent cash back. If you use all, if you have good financial literacy and you can control your spending, let's say you use that card for all your purchases throughout the year. Let's say you spend 50,000 in a year on that credit card, 2% of 50,000 is $1,000. So now you just made $1,000 in cash back off your credit card that you can use for birthdays, Christmases, um, traveling, whatever the case may be. And you were gonna spend that same 50,000 on your debit card. So why not use your credit card? So it could be simple, you know, just simple things like that, educating um, our community on how credit is really a great thing if you have discipline and you can understand it. So I think it really boils down to that educational piece. Um, and then just seeing other people using credit and, um, you know, at a level where you can relate to. Yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting because when we think about like, when I think about credit, there was no major push. There was no major force that wanted us to understand what credit was. I, I forgot who I was telling this conversation with. Um, I rented out my car on tour while I used to, and I still to her because she's just a good friend. But we were talking about kind of like in college, they had these tables set up whereby they were kind of, you know, giving out credit cards like it was pieces of candy, but they never gave any game. It was, it was, it was kind of like a setup whereby Hey, how do you oh yeah, you can use this. I got some money on it. But what about the other end, the other spectrum of it? And the thing that's fascinating now is that with credit, I just hear so many like, you know, I like to follow accounts that are knowledge-based and I see people talking about, oh, they 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 about to run this play. Something, something, Navy Federal, you gotta go to these banks, manufacture spending. Something percentage that you know, there's like so much information, and this is how you do it. You got to structure it this way, then from here, you do this, and that's why I'm like, man, like, you guys are 
always going to be super important to the community. And even as more and more people get into entrepreneurship, they need to order inventory. They're trying to start an Airbnb. They're trying to do Turo. They're trying to start their own custom game plan of business. They're going to need all of that. But the thing that always jumped out to me, I was like, man, what the heck is business credit? And how does somebody build it? So like for the, the listeners that are out there that are like, man, I hear about this business credit, but what is that? Could you, could you kind of give us like a rundown or a quick summary of like what business credit is and like why it's so important? Yeah, so business credit, um, it's essentially the same thing as personal credit, except it doesn't show up on your personal credit report. So like, mm-hmm. for example, you get a personal credit card, it's gonna show up on your personal credit report. If you get a business credit card, it's not gonna show up on your personal credit report unless it's a discovered um, business credit card or like a Navy Federal business credit card. But a lot of other banks, they don't put the business credit accounts on your personal credit report. So the good thing about that is that, let's say you got a e-commerce store and you need to purchase $10,000 worth of inventory to get started. Yeah. You can apply for a business credit card. Let's say you apply for a Chase Business Inc. cash card. And they give you 10000 on the card for, at no interest for a year. Mm-hmm. So you have no interest on that card for a year. And instead of using a personal credit card or $10,000 in cash, if you have great personal credit, you can use this no interest business credit card. You can max the entire limit out for purchasing inventory and it won't hurt your personal credit card utilization, it won't hurt your personal score. So the power of business credit is that it doesn't really show up on your personal credit and you don't have to have a business that's already making money. That's a, that's another gem. If you have good personal credit, you can start up an LLC today or a corporation today and you can get a business credit as long as you have good personal credit. So, so you don't have would, to build up. What would be a good credit score? For somebody to be like, oh man, like, look, I'm gonna get started in this ASAP. Like, what score would you recommend somebody to come and have? At least a 720 FICO score. So yeah, as long as you have at least a 720 FICO score, um, I would recommend having at least 10 positive accounts on your profile. That could be a mix of credit cards, secured or unsecured credit cards. It could be loans. So whether it's personal, um, auto, student, mortgages you want to have a mix of installment and revolving accounts on your credit report um, and then you want to minimize your inquiries as well that's another big piece you don't want to have a lot of inquiries and you get the inquiries whenever you apply for credit so most lenders they have to pull your credit report to see if you're credit worthy and that will result in a hard inquiry so you want to make sure your inquiries are fairly low and that you don't have a lot of inquiries within the past three to six months before you start applying for uh, credit. This is crazy, man. This is like a whole field, man. This is like a whole university, like, subject. Like, if somebody's like, yo, I'm finna be a lawyer. Somebody's like, I'm finna be a doctor. Like, so it's like, y'all finna be a credit specialist. Like, you gotta, you gotta, like, <laughs> this is a whole, like, discipline right here because there's, like, so many, and, like, you said installment revolving crown. Like, man, like, this is like, like a different language almost. I would, because, yeah, yeah, ordinary folk, it's like revolving, revolving door. Um, and it, it, to the point, it's almost like we need these um, 
almost like institutions and it's like almost like for us to proceed because it feels like and let's be real probably millions of people are making massive mistakes every day you know with either their credit cards or like you know uh, making some of these financial decisions and it's just like man if they just had that person point them in the right direction or if they just had you know like a curriculum or like a group to be a part of be, and be like hey look i'm about to go do this does it make sense and then people can jump in and be like oh hold on hold on i did that three years ago this is what you gotta do and especially if other people are like yeah 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 yeah. we all been through that this is the best route to take and i think that's you know what's uh super super powerful because look at the end of the day the knowledge is out there but for us to um to put it into um to put it into play that's a whole nother thing um can you talk to us about you know the the group the financially you know fit blueprint and it's like you have a monthly group that people can join yeah so i have um it's, it's on instagram i have a membership where you can join and you'll get information so it's the information I put in my four-week mentorship program. You'll get that in bits and pieces mm. just in my Instagram close friends group. So I'll post different um, gems and just different information that you can apply um, to your, you know, to your financial literacy life that can help you improve your, you know, your money, improve your credit, improve your business. So that's what I do have going on is $49 a month. Um, you can cancel at any time. So if you just want to join for a month just to check it out, you can do that. Um, but I do have that group. Um, so that's something, you know, that that I think is valuable for people who can't really afford or don't want to pay, you know, the full price for a full blown four week uh, mentorship program. Now, and, and talk to us about the mentorship program, because there's going to be listeners out there that are like, yo, look, I- I'm tired of my situation. I know it's time for me to make a move. I have been saving money. Look, I'm not going to. And here's the thing that is real, you know, it's always those people that invest in themselves that in the long run, because when you invest in yourself, you're you're planting your self in good soil. You're planting, you're you're fertilizing yourself. It's almost like a tree. It's almost like a a root, a a plant, a seed that's been planted. And now you're watering yourself. You're you're fertilizing it. Talk about the the one-on-one mentorship and kind of like how that empowers people and, you know, some of the uh, sessions or like some of the steps that you take to, like what's kind of like the end goal? Like, you know, somebody comes in, they kind of fresh between the ears. They don't know A from Z. Like talk, like talk to us about like the journey and kind of like you know what the vision is for them at the end. Right, right. So just to back up a little bit, um, like the mentorship piece is very key. Like, like you said, we're in the age of information. It's a lot of information out there, but you can sometimes get lost in all the information if you don't have the right guidance or the right strategy. So investing in people that have already did what you wanted to do is you know, is a smart financial move for yourself, especially if you're serious about getting, you know, leveling up and getting ahead. So like just to, um, with me saying that I invested $4,000 into him 500 Marcus Barney's program last year. And that really catapulted everything for me 
um, in terms of just business acumen and my mindset. Come and on now, come on now. How you gonna expect others to invest in you if you're not investing in yourself? <laughs> right, right. So that was the first time I had invested that much money into something outside of college tuition. Um, so I was, you know, I was a little nervous about it, but I knew if I got the right information, I would start executing on it. And I started executing right away. Um, I invested in a couple of other programs as well. Um, so I, I'm not scared to invest my money, which makes me not, you know, not afraid to solicit my own program to people. Exactly. Because I know I'm. You, you learn, you build, man. There's great relationships that you build once you end these programs. Because you, you, it's almost like a mastermind because you got these other people that are thinking on a certain kind of wavelength or they have a certain vision of the future. So they're making decisions based on where they're trying to head the trajectory of life. And you being in that environment, hey, yo, you do, oh, I do this. Oh, oh man, we need to connect. And those relationships are often some of the most fruit-bearing relationships, the most um, blessed relationships too as well. But sorry, I got excited. Carry on. Oh, uh, no, nah, you good. That's a, that's a major key because I have made some relationships with people that I met through the Recession Proof community. So that's another gem. Like, it's not just investing in the information, but you get access to like-minded individuals that you can help um, well, not help, but y'all can come together and build and collaborate. So that's valuable in itself as well. Um, but going back to your original question, the program is geared towards people who want to start up businesses, people that may already have businesses, but they don't have good credit and they need funding to help scale their business up. Or for people that just want to get their personal credit right um, and maybe find a few different ways you can monetize your credit. So like, um, I do have the one-on-one and the group. So the one-on-one is more so geared towards people who they need more, um, like closer attention to detail, um, or they may want to start up a trucking business. That's another thing. I offer the one-on-one for helping people get their trucking business started up from A to Z. And then with the group, that's more so um, I'm I'm showing you how to start up your LLC, how to build business credit, how to fix your credit, how to add positive trade lines, um, the trade line business. So I'm showing you how you can create a business, how to add an authorized user to credit cards. I'm showing you my personal funding sequence. So with funding, um, with the funding sequence, what it is is there's this thing called credit card stacking. And what credit card stacking is, is you're applying for multiple credit cards at one time. Come on, so like, come on. That's a play right there. Like who, you see like the ordinary person would not think about that. Like, oh, you can go, yo, isn't that wrong? That's illegal. Multiple, all at once, what you doing, Sean? What you doing, all, all at one time. So you apply all at one time. I did it, um, I did it a few months back. I got 88,000 in 0% interest business credit. So you're applying all at one time um, and then you get the approvals and that's that's a funding secret. So mm. when people say they can get you funded, usually that's what they're doing. So I show you how, I show you my exact personal funding sequence, my exact business funding sequence, and I show you how you can turn that into a service where you can offer funding to people at a five to 10% fee. 
So once you get their personal credit structure right, you can help them get funded. Um, I also show you the main factor spending piece. So with that, that's how you can grow your credit card limits. Um, you can you can get free rewards, um, and you can liquidate your credit cards through these different manufacturer spending strategies. And basically, just to kind of give you an understanding of manufacturer spending, what it is is you're making purchases on your credit card, but you get you're returning the items and you're getting the money refunded on a debit card. And then with the money on your debit card, you're paying the credit card back. So oh, you're manufacturing up spending so that you can get the free rewards, the high credit limits, you hit your sign up bonuses, or you can liquidate these credit cards if you need it for an investment. Man, come on, man. Y'all talking some next, that's some, this sounds like some next level, you know, some said, man, you need to run the play like this. This is the blueprint right here. Yo, that's okay. So you're saying you take the credit card and you you spend. They say, hey, you gotta hit five thousand to get these points, to get this uh, bonus, to get all these rewards. So you spend the five k or like the ten k, and then you return those items. But then mm-hmm. you, 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 you put the money on a debit card instead of pinning it back on a credit card on the on the credit Correct. card. Correct. So you get the money refund on your debit card. So it still looks like a real transaction to the credit card company because you're paying, you're getting the money on your debit card and then you're paying the credit card back. So it's looking like a regular transaction. Woo! So you created, you created that spin, you manufactured that spin on your credit card to hit your sign up bonus, and now you got free cash back or free points or miles or whatever. Um, so I teach that in my program um, as well as how to get into the trucking business without owning a CDL. Um, and without having a trailer. So that's what comes in the four week program. So it's a lot of information, um, you know, that you can apply and start executing on within the, com- the within the coming months after you finish the program. And I, I got two questions. One about the trucking, because I'm seeing that more and more whereby it seems like entrepreneurs or, you know, people that have uh, income, they'll be like, oh, I got my first truck up on the road. Oh, look, like, Bob, Bertha, uh, Mary, got oh, like she brought me in 5K, she brought me in a couple of K. I'm looking for CD drivers. But before we get to that question, I wanted to talk about the mindset of the people that are within your either your ebooks or your programs. Now, talk the what are the differences you notice between people whose mindsets are or people who purchase like your lower level items like maybe the ebooks or you know maybe like a recorded uh program or something like that versus the ones all the way at the top that you know get the the mentorship one-on-one or the group uh coaching so i would say that um i've heard this phrase from a lot of people when you pay you pay attention so with the ebook products, those are our lower level products. You're only paying 20, 30 bucks for them. A lot of people get them and they don't really go through the um, information. So you have a small percentage that do go through the information. They apply, they set their LLCs up or they start improving their personal finances or they um, fix their credit. But you have a lot of people who just buy the product and it just sits there in their email and they don't use it. Um Oof. And then with the people that purchase the higher ticket items, like the one-on-one consultations or um, the, the mentorship programs, they're the people that may have already previously purchased the digital products. 
and um, you know they may have gained some information from it. They may have did a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me, but they're ready to get the whole blueprint because um, they're ready to hit the ground running. So a lot of people that purchase the program, they're putting up you know their money because they're ready. So information they're getting, they're executing. So like for example, the my clients they'll after the after the LLC uh, session. They'll go set up their LLC the next day or even that night. So that's the type of people that I'm dealing with in my program. They're action takers. They're ready, you know, to start executing. Yeah. And, you know, that's the that's the key right there, because and you're right. You know, even when I when I'm paying thousands of dollars to um, and I recently did one to um, Aussie Kimmins, uh scaling courses and ads mastermind. And it's like, boom, let's take this knowledge. Hit, hit me in the right direction. How, oh, this is how you scale Facebook ads, YouTube ads, create these videos. This is what you're going to do next. This is how you're going to approach it. And it's like, when you when you pay more, it pits you in the, in the action mode. Like, yo, I just didn't pay all this money for me to just be chilling. I pay all this money for me to get to a desired end goal. And you're right. Like, when I pay for something that's like $97 or 20 or, you know, something like that, I'd be like, man, bro, that ain't touching my pocket with you know like I, I look at that like you might kind of like disregard that not to say as if you intend to but it just then you know what it's interesting I started thinking to myself that it's almost like paying for like those lower level things shows that you have an interest in that area not necessarily mm. that you're going to start taking action in it but just because you you're your thoughts are resonating within that vicinity or within that trajectory. So you, you purchase it so subconsciously somewhere within you like, all right, this is what I'm trying to head, but you don't necessarily take action. So it's, it's quite interesting to see um, a, a lot of these different things um, um, come together. Um, one thing that I heard that you said was, you know, action take, you know, and, you know, people that are within that realm um, paying for a lot more that they're like, yo, that night they might go set up their LLC or like straight up tomorrow morning, just go and get it done. Um, now the students that, you know, are working at those higher levels, uh, with you, what are some of like the craziest or like the most astounding results that, you know, have been manifested or like came as a result of like, you know, pin together those strategies that you saw, you were like, wow, this is this is next this is crazy so i've had a couple of guys um one guy that came through my program last year i want to say like around november december he he was in a situation where they were going to make him come back into the office Oof. and um after well while taking the program he was like man i got so much information i'm gonna take that leap and i'm not going back mm. so we decided not to go back to work and he hasn't been back since. So he's, you know, he's been implementing the credit repair business. Um, so that that's one of the, he was like one of the key players, you know, that came through the program. Then I had another guy who started a, a whole fleet. Wow. So he's based out in the California area. He started a whole fleet immediately after going through my program. And he started making $8,000 a month just from the car rental business. So I teach about the Turo business a little bit. Um, I don't go in depth. I just give them a high level overview of how I got started in the Turo 
um, cause I don't do it anymore, but I did for a year. So I give people the game on that. He implemented that little bit of information and he just took off with it. So those would be like two biggest success stories so far. Yeah, and shout out to um, Brian Robinson, infamous CPA, and George Waters, the wealthy G. Um, I'm helping them with their, their, their courses and their monthly memberships and their webinars and all kinds of things like that. And um, they're definitely helping people with their tour on a higher car. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things whereby, and I think, you know, anything that's like a low barrier uh, to entry, you know, people, they, they run, they, they diving into it. Um, as quickly as possible. So, it, and it's dope to see because one thing that's interesting about uh, business and like the, the experience is like, it doesn't matter where you start from as long as you just start. You, you mm-hmm. keep going because there's so many business gems to pick up like every single uh, day. And, and, and talking about business gems, how do you kind of uh, keep yourself like motivated and, you know, um, showing up every day to serve and you know answer questions and you know be a solution to people's problems how, how do you keep your motor going so i just continue to pour knowledge into myself so whether it's having phone conversations with other entrepreneurs whether it's getting on youtube watching a couple of earn your leisure podcast episodes um or david shan's episode mm-hmm. Suckers, or whether it's getting on pod, listening to different podcasts, um, or people on Instagram, you know, just surrounding yourself in that in that in that realm of people that are doing what you want to that you want to do or what you are already doing at a higher level. So I just continue to stay motivated just by controlling what I pour into my body and my mind. Um, and then just giving myself rest, like days of rest and relax. Um, because I'm going, you know, pretty much every day I'm working some form or fashion, I'm, I'm doing something. So just giving myself time to relax and to recover, um, you know, cause you can't pour out to everybody all the time and not pour back into yourself. So just making sure I have that good balance, um, as well as just, you know, continuing to pour um, knowledge into myself and staying in that mindset to keep going and to stay motivated. Definitely. And I think, you know, that's one of the most important things is, and, you know, motivated people, man. And, and, and there was a, they say, you know, we got a lot of people that are walking around in life, but they say a lot of people uh, dead even before the age of 25 but they're dead in terms of like giving up on vision on future on hope and you know they're just walking around you know just just walking around just you know just walking around just you know not really thinking about oh man we really alive like do something this is it right here we, we here and it, it, it's dope because like you said porn knowledge into yourself and, and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and absorbing and watching the podcast and you know listening to the, the YouTube channels and watching it and, and, and getting the information because it's like you know this sponge and then you know like a, a dry sponge can't be can't be you know <laughs> you can't pour on anybody you can't pour on anything and it, it's kind of interesting to see that dynamic because wherever somebody is in the game like there's levels to it 
you know, kind of like what you say, like the the Hen 500s, or like think about who's Hen 500s mentor and who's the mentor of the mentor of Hen 500s, and you know, as time goes on, and even you know, it's so fascinating because there's always it's like a a, a pyramid structure, but it's always like there's always going to be a mass amount of people at whatever i mean of course as the levels get up it's fewer and fewer but it's always going to be people that need to be poured on so that they can take that knowledge and you know either advance to the next level or solve a solution uh so that that's really dope to hear so for the people that are like man like yo i i need this i need to get my my credit right i need to start my business funding you know what's the best way for people to to reach out to you or, or get in contact or uh, get a course or even to sign up for a mentorship. So you can um, you can follow me on Instagram at lo the plug. That's e l l o underscore t h e p l u g. So that's lo underscore the plug. Um, you can tap in with me there. My link tree has all my services and my products available, so you can book free consultations with me. Um, you can join a program. You can DM me. I also have a website. Um, I have two websites. I have the financially fit blueprint.com that's the t-h-e and then financially fit blueprint.com and i also have ffb enterprises.com so you can contact me one or two ways um i do free webinars so um as of today you know i do free webinars where you can join and i'll break down your credit structure how you can use that to leverage as leverage to start up businesses and um, you know, start increasing your net worth and building your wealth. So those are two main ways you can reach me. I do have an 800 number, you can reach me there, 800-280-6787. So you can call or text that number um, and you can reach me that way as well. Man, and, and this is dope. And people, you see those webinars, sign up for them. Go tap into the knowledge, go buy the product. Especially if you know you're not happy with where you're at right now, you need to make a move. Like a lot of people sometimes they think like, oh man, if I spend the money right now, I won't have it. But you know, there's a popular saying like, which one would you rather spend? The money and get to a location whereby you're able to actually, you know, put together things and you're better off or waste the time that you will never ever get back but because you were so holding on to and you know what's interesting is always those stories is like oh this was my last check or this is what i had and i I put it in here and from there their story took a miraculous turn or it put them in a situation whereby i opened their eyes and i feel like you know a lot of people in our community they sometimes think is money they have like a uh, a scarcity mindset that if i let go of this money and give it to this person i'm broke i won't ever get any more money that was all i had but it's quite the opposite way you know you know money is a currency you know it's current so you know you have to put that current that energy you gotta invest it into other things especially because you know you're 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 making a decision as to what you want your future self to progress towards so you know and it's dope because at the end of the day you can look back and some of the decisions you made whereby you thought like oh man if i give up this money money is always coming and going 
Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's not going to stop anytime soon. Oh man! So you know, before we wrap up, before we go, is there anything you know, words of wisdom, you know, things that you want to get off your chest, you know, for the listeners that are out there? Man, I would say just chase your dreams, man. You only got one life to live, so you you don't want to be, you know, the person on your deathbed like, man, I shoulda, woulda, coulda. Just do it. You know, you might fail, but you're gonna fail enough times where you succeed. So. Just get out there, you know. Do it. Just do it. And, just and do it. Failure is not even failure. It's a learning lesson. And the mm-hmm. most successful people in life have, let me not say failed, they have made so many learning lessons. They have made so many learning lessons. Like, okay, let's say you call it a mistake. But what did you learn from the mistake is even what's more important. Oh, I learned how to do this. I learned how to do that. You shouldn't be involved with that. And you got to do this. This is the type of people you want to have in your group. This is the type of people you want to have in your team. And it's like taking that risk too as well. Because if you're so risk averse and you're just chilling, you're like, man, I'm going to take this risk. Life is life is just going to keep going by. And then you know what's always yeah. interesting? You're going to end up being like, oh, you're going to see somebody executing on the idea that you had and then they took it to what you had in your head that you were thinking of doing and then you're gonna say something like oh man i thought of that idea x y number years ago but doesn't that kind of sound i mean a little you know what i'm saying redundant or let me even say like a little kind of like silly because it's like you literally speaking about something that you thought and you've been thinking about but somebody else took that thought and Ramble, so it, it's it's pretty interesting, and you know I think we also have the power of social media, whereby people gain influence by the millions. You know, a lot of people are starting their businesses because they're seeing people that look like them, they're seeing people that have worse off situations. People are documenting their journey. People are being transparent. A lot of people are getting um, influenced by that. So I, I think the era we're living in. You know, there was somebody that was, uh, we've been talking about this like 10, 15, 20 years from now, everybody now is gonna look back and be like, yo, what did you do with the information era, the digital marketing era, the the, the Shopify era, the Airbnb era, the tour era, like, you know, were you somebody that was sitting on the sidelines saying if it woulda, shoulda, coulda, did it? Or were you somebody that you was you was out, you was in the field, you was, you was operation go, you were operation act. So it, it's, it, it's exciting to see you know, all the different um, movements and all the different, you know, characters and the information that's coming out and the businesses that are being built and people's lives that are being impacted and, and generations that are and, and, and generations that are being changed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, what did, what did Drake say? He said, uh, what a time to be alive or something like that. Yeah. You know, so. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, D'Angelo... Man, big time. Again, we want to thank you for learning, being disciplined, you know, taking the time to invest in yourself, to invest in those mentorships, to invest in those programs, you know, learning about the credit game, learning about the finance game, learning about manufactured spending and the trucking business and all these things, because now you are a power pillar 
you know, to the community that people can look up to and people can glean knowledge and they can change their financial future. They can change their generation's uh, future too as well. So, man, keep on strong. And, you know, we definitely super appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, definitely. So, y'all, me and D'Angelo, we're going to chop it up for a little bit. But look, if you're in a situation whereby you're thinking about business credit, you're thinking about getting your credit fixed, you're thinking about, look, I need to learn this game. I don't want to be out on the sidelines. Tap in, tap in. We're going to leave all the links below. You already know how we do it in the podcast description, YouTube and everywhere. Tap in, go follow him. Even if you're on the sidelines, see what he's doing, see the information that he's putting out there. And look, don't come back saying that, man, I would have, should have, could have, did have. And the information is right there. And it's literally just a link click away. We're not doing that no more. No more shoulda, woulda, couldas. We want people that said, I did, I done, I saw. Even if you made the the, the, the mistake or the, it's still a learning lesson. So much love to my masterminders. Keep it pushing. Let's go on, on the bigger and better. Until next time, my masterminders. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.